everyone. This is Alan Schimmel, Editor-in-Chief, DevOps.com, and we're here for another DevOps chat. We've got a really, really special guest for this DevOps chat. It's one of my uh, heroes in the DevOps movement from when I first started researching what DevOps was and it's about. And I'm thrilled to have him appear on our, our DevOps chat today, none other than Damon Edwards. Damon, welcome. Thank you, Alan. Thank you for having me, and thank you for those uh, those kind words. Excited well, to be here. Thank you. So, Damon, I'm going to guess a lot of people in our audience have heard of Damon Edwards, instrumental in putting together DevOps Days, especially DevOps Days at Silicon Valley. We kind of drove that for a number of years. Uh, you know, you had several different companies, both open source and consulting, and, and probably maybe even more than all that, Damon, you have appeared, I don't even know if you keep count anymore, at how many different DevOps Days events or other DevOps-related events where you've spoken at. And, I mean, do you know? Have you kept I don't know. <laughs> I know it's less than John, because John Willis, because yeah. he, he reminds me of that on, on our podcast. But um, – DevOps DevOps Cafe. I'm going to give a cross plug for that. We had just had you on, Alan, as a guest, yes. and you were uh, you were uh, you were fantastic. Um, but yeah, I kind of lucked into which is sort of right place, right time. We were really interested in you know how do you move fast. We called it Dev Two Ops ourselves mm-hmm. internally. Uh, this is our consulting business. We used to call DTO Solutions that we yep. used to have. And uh, it was really all about how do you help organizations move faster that, you know, for a long time, scale was the problem. Hey, how do you deploy, you know, something to a thousand servers, right? A thousand servers used to be a big deal. Uh, and then it suddenly came to be that, hey, we can deploy anything to anything. That's not really in deployment scales, not really the problem. Speed is the problem that organizations can't move fast enough, that they're that that the pipeline is jammed, that the organization is kind of stuck in cement. And uh, the organizations that were able to free themselves and decouple themselves and move in this new and fast way had a strategic advantage. We're, you know, really kicking the butts of the big, you know, traditional companies that were kind of locked in, in place. So we really started asking ourselves, you know, why is that? In fact, our customers started asking us, you know, why is that? And uh, that really got us into lean and all those things. And at the same time, you know, John Allspaugh gave his big talk at Velocity. I saw that. You know, fell in with John Willis and Patrick Dubois and the rest of the crowd, and uh, you know, the DevOps movement was uh, was born. And you know, we kind of became known as the folks who were great at uh, taking the design patterns that you see on stage at the big high flyers and translating them to uh, you know the big enterprises out there. So that was DTO Solutions. Then along the way, uh, we had a, a side project called Rundeck um, that was an open source tool. Uh, I'll get to that in a second, but it really just took off. And after a while, enough people call us about Rundeck, um, and we really got excited about it. And there's two reasons why we decided to jump with both feet into into Rundeck. Uh, the first being that, um, you know, just I feel like operations is a, a DevOps frontier that's not truly explored yet. Uh, I think in a lot of big organizations, the dev side, they've got dev talking better to QA. They've got the build pipeline going. The little dev test cycles are going a lot faster. Maybe deployment's happening a lot faster, uh, but these DevOps principles haven't really entered into full operations mode yet. Um, a lot of big operations organizations just haven't been able to to transform themselves. And we saw DevOps, especially we saw Rundeck as a tool being used just to do that. So as a way to, number one, I think we were always product guys at heart. We wanted to you know, see where we could take it. But number two, um, I really feel it's, you know, it's helping push the DevOps movement to a new place. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And, and Damon, just again, adding a little color, you actually have a video up somewhere. It's kind of a brief history of DevOps for any of our listeners 
who really want to know kind of how DevOps got started. Damon has a great, great video on that that I'd highly recommend. But let's 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 jump into to Rundeck. So, Damon, it, as you mentioned, it was a side project to what you were doing with DTO. It's open. It was open source, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Open, Rundex Core is it's an open source uh, product, an open source community. I think we've, last time we did some sort of estimate, there's around like twenty five thousand different uh, open source users uh, out there. Out there. So um, it kind of became this silent <laughs> for us. It was this. Uh, we woke up one day. And it's like wow, a lot of people are really using Rundex, and they were calling us saying, hey, you know, we really want to do more with Rundex. And that led to the formation of what's now Rundeck Inc. Um, and if you want to talk about what Rundeck actually is, I mean, just fundamentally, from a technology perspective, it's an orchestration and scheduling platform. Uh, but not, uh, you know, right now there's a lot of orchestration that happens within different silos. So there's container orchestration, there's, um, you know, kind of configuration management orchestrations, all kinds of different things like that. There's, you know, enterprise job schedulers. But we notice that as folks are transforming their operations organization, there's this 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 layer that needs to span all of those different silos of tools. You know, all the different islands of automation that they have, all the different systems that they have. They want to create procedures, operational procedures that span all of those uh, different silos, and they want a place where they can define those procedures using whatever you know scripting language that they that they that they want. Uh, you know, they want to be able to define the workflow. They want to be able to, you know, set security around it. That's huge, um, uh, because what a lot of people are doing with those procedures is not just helping their operations teams be more efficient uh, and effective, but they're starting to open up more of a self-service model, right? Self-service yeah. operations is the big design pattern that I think is really driving us forward. Which is, I've got all these people that need to do operational things throughout my organization, and as I start to transform my organization, how do I safely? let them do things that uh, it could be deployment, but it's often you know remediation activity, diagnosing things, just doing operational things that I need to do. How do I let an ops team define those um, and be in charge of those and say who can do what, when, and where, but allow other people to participate? And by participate, kind of I mean two things. One is give them the button or the API you know, to hit themselves to do the operational things that they need to get, to get done, but also give them a mechanism to which those different teams, often in different business units, can define those operational procedures for the things they're creating themselves, and then have a standard mechanism to hand it off to operations where options security can vet them. And then, uh, you know, that options security vetting process can then turn around and give access to those other, those other teams. So it's like, how do we let the operations decouple, let more people participate in operations and do it all in a safe, sane and secure and audited and logged way? You know, that's, that's where, uh, that's where Rundeck shines. Got it. So, I mean, Damon, let me, you opened a bunch of different things in here. I wanted to kind of flesh out a bit. So number sure. one is this whole idea of ops, right? For my personal opinion is for too long with DevOps, there was a very developer centric uh, focus of DevOps. And, and really at the end of the day, you know, Ops is where it's at and for a lot for a lot of different reasons, right? Especially in the world we, we're living in. Um, and, and you're clearly, you know, working in there, but we're, we're not looking to cre recreate silos, right? There's a place for the development team, right? They interact within Rundeck, if you will, with with the ops folks, right? This is a yeah. core ops only kind of thing. Right, right. So it's really, uh, there's kind of two, I mean, it, it, if you look at organizations today, again, it, it kind of goes back to, the, you know, our statement before about how scale is no longer the problem, but, you know, or, but organizational speed was the problem that, you know, caused the DevOps movement. 
And if you look at what's going on with, with, um, uh, you know, with operations, it's a very similar, uh, you know, similar thing. It, it's not, it's not scale of the infrastructure as much as it is complexity and scale of the organization that causes the problems, right? So in a, in a lot of large enterprises, you have this central, most every large enterprise, you have this central place called operations, right? And just kind of put the teams out of, out of the way at this point. Just think about, you know, the, the action of running all these things, right? You have all these different streams of activity that come into this central place and that's has to all hang together to form this enterprise, right? That is, that is operations. That is the business. That's where all the money is, is uh, is made all these streams of development activity coming into that are essentially their part suppliers. So the next version, the next you know you know cogs in the machine that has to uh, has to run, but it all has to hang together, or we aren't making any any money unless you actually sell software, which very mm-hmm. few companies do, do these days. Uh, you know you're running the service is the business, so operations is is very important. Um, but in that that same vein, that operations because things are so tightly coupled, um, you know, and it all falls to this one often central central team. Uh, that becomes a huge bottleneck and a big and a big problem, and it really ends up, you know, stunting or blocking uh, the DevOps that decoupling, you know, transformation that these organizations want to go to. They get blocked by the the uh, sort of calcification of the classic, you know, operations domain. And sure. so, if you see the high flying organizations, what they're doing now, the high performers, what they're doing is they're is they're figuring out how to unpack and decouple all of that operational um, activity. And in doing so, they've kind of realized there's three key pieces to what you're working with, right? There's the ability to who defines the uh, the procedures, right? Who defines the procedures for the things that, that that are going to be running? The second is who can push the button for those procedures, right? Button meaning you know through GUI or through an API. And then third, who has the uh, the security or the operational the management control of that of that um, of, of that action? Traditionally, that all kind of fell to one group or one team, and they're grossly outnumbered by the rest of the organization. And that became the big ops bottleneck. And their whole mindset was all about, you know, let's, let's protect ourselves because we're being overrun. Let's protect ourselves because people are pushing things at us that they don't really know how it's all going to hang together. Uh, they don't have that responsibility for defining things. So, you know, it, ops was in a very, very tough position and doing their best. And, uh, you know, we see these organizations doing a bit of a Tom, Tom Sawyer, you know, paint my fence or a jujitsu move by saying, Hey, let's, let's redefine who does what, where, right? Let's allow that definition. Let's allow those teams. They created these things. Let's allow them to participate in the definition of these operational procedures. And then let's also, once it comes back to us, let's let them push that button, right? As well for some things, not everything, maybe just certain non-destructive things, or maybe a certain teams can deploy, but certain teams don't want to deploy because it's a different type of system or different you know, security requirement. Um, and and you, know, you can move those things around. And then ultimately you can keep that third piece, the, oper- the, the, the management and the compliance and the audit security control with that traditional operations you know, organization or traditional operation skill set who your management skill set it wants to control those things. So in this sort of self-service design pattern, it's about dividing those three things up. Uh, you know, the definition of the automation, the execution of the automation, and the management security, you know, compliance control over it, and allowing those to be moved to the parts of the organization where it makes the most sense for the flow of the business, you know, speed, uh, you know, taking advantage of of the labor that you have. Uh, so, you know, it's it's that mindset that is operations organizations are using to transform their organizations and you know, when we saw that happening, we we're like, "Wow, that's something really cool!" And you know, we jumped in uh, uh, with uh, RunDeck Inc. with both feet. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about RunDeck Inc. as you as you called it. So, Damon, sure. about was it about nine months, maybe more, maybe a year ago now? Um, you know, you and and, and you're. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. I apologize. Alex, Alex Honor. 
right. Alex Honor. Alex Honor. Yeah. You and Alex yeah. have been doing run deck for as long as I I know you. But about yeah. nine months or a year ago, you brought in sort of a, a professional CEO, someone who I've known for years, who, you know, tremendous, tremendous person uh, out based out in the Valley, yeah. Stephanie Phone, as your CEO. And it really went from being, you know, Rundeck, the side project of DTO Solutions, to Rundeck, Inc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, you know, we jumped in uh, full feet and uh, we luckily landed Stephanie as a big, it was a big coup for us. Um, you know, and I think she described our situation in an, an embarrassment of riches. And I wasn't sure if she was emphasizing on the embarrassment or the riches uh, <laughs> or the riches part. But, uh, you know, we we started, uh, you know, what's now Rundeck Inc. is kind of an experiment to say, hey, you know, what's what's going to happen, right? And it was uh, uh, Alex, myself, uh, Greg Schuler, um, and uh, as lead developer in Rundeck. Alex is the founder of the Rundeck Project. And, uh, you know, we uh, had a small team going. We had some engineers, uh, you know, scattered uh, scattered about and uh, things were working. But next thing we looked up and we had a, a whole bunch of large enterprises that were paying us uh, for Rundeck, the early version of Rundeck Pro, um, which is uh, sort of an enterprise enhanced version. There's all, all kinds of features and extra plugins that really, really matter if you're doing this stuff at at, uh, at scale. Uh, you know, the, mm-hmm. the open source is really defined for if you're just a team, you need to to find buttons and push buttons, then, you know, the open source is fully featured and, and there for you. Uh, Rundeck Pro is really about kind of adding things around it on top of it that, uh, you know, the boss cares about, right? The big organizations care about. And uh, so we looked up and things are doing well. And, you know, Stephanie uh, came in and said, hey, we really got something here and, you know, uh, I want to be a part of it. So uh, it's a big score for us. You know, she uh, is very well known on the security side of the house, a number of great successes there. So, um, you know, she's uh, kind of found that operations and security, uh, it's all the same, uh, very similar mindset, very similar set of people. Yeah. And uh, she's really taken to it. And um, yeah, it's been great. She's uh, brought in even more professional people. So um, it's, yeah. uh, it's, grown it's fun up to be to a company. Uh, yeah, we've got over 50 um, enterprise uh, customers so far and uh, going fast. So it's, uh, it's a pretty cool, uh, it's a pretty fun ride. Good stuff. And Damon, your role now in, in Rundeck Inc., if we can call it that, is you yeah. are you are CTO, well, obviously co-founder, but CTO and evangelist, but you still your hands are still getting dirty talking to customers and helping. Yeah, I'd say that's mostly what I'm doing. Actually, Alex is the CTO. Um, oh, okay. I'm the, uh, I'm the uh, I guess, chief product officer or head of product. Okay. It's, uh, <laughs> it's these uh, names that, uh, you know, but it, it, it's, it's your typical startup, right? So mm-hmm. I focus a lot on a lot on the evangelism, a lot on the product side, a lot on helping customers figure out, A, well, figure out what they're doing with Rundeck, and then also B, you know, help them figure out what they want out of Rundeck and uh, driving that forward. So yeah, I'm still intimately involved with the DevOps community and out on the road doing that is because you know I said I believe this is the next frontier this is where you have to you have to go just you know straight straighten out your deployment pipeline and getting automated testing in there is a great thing um, but if you're in any organization of any scale uh, this is the next major major issue you need to uh, you know transform operations otherwise you know, you're not really in, in uh, meeting the full DevOps vision and the companies that are uh, have a distinct advantage over you you know, Damon, to me, DevOps is still very much like right out of the goal, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, where you, you solve one bottleneck only to find the next bottleneck, right? And and that's what we do is we, we keep knocking them down. And as you knock one down, another one further down the road, you know, shows itself. And, and I think that's what we're seeing in DevOps is as we knock down bottlenecks in the, you know, CI, CD arena and 
configuration management arena, it, you know, ops becomes where the next series of bottlenecks are. And, and that's what obviously what, you know, Rundeck is, is uh, hitting in there. I, I wanted to talk a little bit, Damon, about a particular subset of this, and that's DevSecOps. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think you, you almost um, inadvertently maybe backed in to the wonderful world of, of, as we call it now, cybersecurity or InfoSec or whatever you want to call it. But, you know, inherent in that ops mission is the idea of, of you know, deploying securely and keeping a secure infrastructure up and, you know, securing your apps. And, and this is something that Rundeck is spending more and more time or, you know, more and more resources, more and more of the focus I, I, that I've seen anyway is is involved around this, you know, DevSecOps mission. Comment yeah, on that? Yeah. yeah, I'd say it's sort of the intersection of security and operations, right? And really security operations and, and, and governance. Um, that if you think about what's going on now, especially, well, two big trends, right? There's a digital transformation trend, right? Which is really just saying all of my systems need to be interconnected now, right? For a consistent kind of customer experience. Uh, That's what the business wants. And then there's all this new serverless containers, you know, the new API world, right? Everything's everything's an API. Um, So now I've got to define these procedures that span all of these different systems. It used to be standalone stovepipes and everything's turned into an API. So I got to have a way to secure that. I got to have a way to figure out who's who and who can do what. So, uh, you know, we kind of fell into that in terms of people use Rundeck as that tool to say, hey, I've got my chef automation over there. I've got some Kubernetes stuff over there. I've got some legacy stuff over there. I just got a bunch of scripts I need to run over there. I got these, you know, uh, um, um, you know, different Amazon services I need to hit, you know, in Akamai and these kinds of things. So they got all these different things, buttons they need to push, and um, they each have their own logins, each have their own, you know, sort of uh, way of managed security policies. So they look to Rundeck and say, hey, this is a place where we can enforce policy or enforce um, enforce this you know, authentication and enforce the the security controls by defining these higher level, these Rundeck jobs, it becomes a nice abstraction for that to say they can just call all this stuff and it's really easy to string it together. And then I can define who can do what and where, and I've got the, you know, the full, the full access. And a lot of ways it's, it's, we call like the key card in the camera, right? That, uh, you know, you can define who can do what through Rundeck, sort of the key card in your office building. But then there's also a bunch of cameras, right? Not that we don't trust you, but we have to sort of prove that you didn't do anything bad with your, with your, uh, with your key card. So the kind of key card and camera metaphor, um, we both talk about that internally, but we should probably talk about that more externally. Um, it's something that we see a lot of people implementing with, uh, with, with Rundeck in this new world. And yeah, it's, uh, it's a way to satisfy the security and governance um, demands, but also do the new, the new op stuff. Yep. Damon, we're, we're, well, we're a little over time already, but I wanted to just quickly mention that, you know, we are, you're going to be appearing at uh, RSA APJ, which is the largest infosec uh, or cybersec related show in the Asia Pacific region, we're putting yeah. on a full uh, we meaning Sonatype, DevOps Connect, a few others are putting on Rundeck as a sponsor. It's putting on a, a DevSecOps day there, and you and John Willis are are headlining. Um, and for any of our listeners who are in Singapore or around Singapore, that's on July 25th. And on July 26th, I think we're going to try to do a mega meetup group of yeah. several meetups, different meetup groups within Singapore. Also uh, at RSA APJ, and, and you'll be, you and John will be presenting there as well. 
Yeah, 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 we will. It's good. It's, uh, it's uh, you guys do you guys do a really good event. We've done the one here in San Francisco. Excited to do the one in uh, in Singapore. Um, you know, Singapore is actually a great uh, DevOps community out there. You know, with all the banking and finance and 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 whatnot. It's uh, it's good work being done there. And uh, the event's great because it's you know it, it's not if you're it's not just for security. Um, it's really looking at the end to end pipeline. I'd say you know it's more like how do you bring these enterprise concerns <laughs> into the DevOps story. Um, and I don't want people to think it's just, hey, if I'm not in security, I don't, I don't need to go to this. I think it's really good for, for anybody who works in the enterprise and wants to think about the nuts and bolts of, you know, how do we get this stuff done so we can move, move fast and be, you know, secure or sure in what we, uh, what we do. Absolutely. And, and you mentioned RSA, Damon. Actually, I'll have some news about that hopefully within the next week. RSA San Francisco next year is April in San Francisco. And I, I think we'll be doing a DevSecOps uh, presented day there as well. And I, I think you've presented, I, we've done three or four of these. You present, I think you've presented at all of them actually. Um, but you I'm, know, a, I'm a supporter. I'm a supporter. I'm a supporter of the Allen show. Okay. Well, it's, it's, you know what, to me, it's about bringing these two tribes together. It was something that Gene Kim and Josh Corman tried to do. And I've tried to help and, and Mark Miller and the Sona type folks. It, it's been a, you know, and Damon, you know what? It's it's paying off because I spend a lot more time in security just because of my background. And I, I'm hearing from – I'm not getting the pushback I used to get from people about DevOps yeah. anymore. They're, yeah. They get it they're, or they're starting to get it. God hopes. But um, anyway, Damon Edwards, we're, we're way past our time, but that's okay. It was, it was worth every minute. Thank you for uh, being this episode's guest on DevOps Chat. Um, we will see you in Singapore. You know what, though? For people who want information about Rundeck, where can they get more information? Uh, Rundeck.com. Pretty, uh, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty straightforward. Easy. Okay. Yep. And uh, there's, there's a free trial of Pro. You can always use the open source. You know, we're on IRC. We're available. So, yeah, we're around. So just uh, don't feel free to reach out to us, and uh, we love talking about this stuff. Cool. Damon Edwards, co-founder, chief product officer of Rundeck, Inc. <laughs> and... Um, and also, you know, DevOps evangelist extraordinaire. Thanks for appearing on DevOps Chat, and we'll speak to you soon. Thank you, Alan. All right. This is Alan Schimmel for DevOps.com, DevOps Chat, and we'll see you soon on the next chat. <laughs>